You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Fantastic. I want to encourage you to come along to Open Heaven. Uh, register yourself at their website, and I uh, would love to see you there praying for our nation, praying for our city. How's everyone doing this morning? It is warm in the building. So on the seat in front of you, there's a little orange connect card. That also doubles as a fan. So... There is absolutely no judgment whatsoever if you grab that little orange connect card and begin to wave it. There's a bunch of my Pacific Island friends in the building who have been smart enough to bring their little, their little flax weave fan. We need to learn a few things. <laughs> Here we go. Con's got his there. Fantastic. You're more than welcome to do that. Uh, fan yourself as much as you like. I'll, I'll make sure I keep it nice and, uh, nice and short. No, I won't actually. I'm just going to preach normal length. <laughs> Amen. Uh, it's so good to have guests and visitors here today. If you're here for the first time, just welcome you out and uh, so blessed to have you. And uh, it's so cool to be able to preach the Word of God. This is my first sermon for 2024, so um, don't judge me on it, okay? It could, be, it could go either way. It could, who knows? I've got a message I've titled Build Beyond. If you guys want to join me, go to John chapter 18. If you've got the Elam app, you can find it there. If you've got a Bible, join with me in there and it's this moment where Jesus is being interviewed by Pontius Pilate, and he is, uh, it is right on the cusp of his crucifixion, and Pilate asks him some questions. It says this, so Pilate entered the headquarters again, verse 33, sorry, and called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you say this of your own accord, or do you say it about, uh, do you, or do others say it about me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, this is the bit here, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would be fighting that I might be delivered over to the, sorry, my servants would have been fighting that I might not have been delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from this world. My kingdom is not of this world. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your presence Lord, we thank you for a room full of people desiring to seek you and know you. And so, Lord, I pray, bless our time that we would know your kingdom above everything else. In Jesus' name, amen. We had a, we had a great summer break as a family. We got to um, go away for a couple of weeks. Good friends of ours lent us their house. And we got to spend some time with my brother. Uh, for those who are new to our church, I have an identical twin brother. Again, the rule of thumb is if you see me doing something I shouldn't, it's not me. So we were hanging out. He's got young kids, like younger kids than, than ours. And uh, it was so cool to spend time with him and spend time with my little four-year-old niece. And uh, my little four-year-old niece has this little toy that she's super attached to, that she's, she's had since she was real little. It's like a little bunny flannel thing. And, and she calls it her nano. No, I know, so cute, right? Nano, my nano. Nano goes everywhere with her. She sleeps with nano. She walks around with Nanor, she loses Nanor, it's like this, it's all hell is broken loose. She's super attached to this little Nanor. And it got me thinking, you know what? I think we all have a Nanor somewhere. I think we all have a bit of a Nanor. You know, we all get a little bit attached to some stuff. I know what it is for you. Maybe it's, maybe it's that morning cup of coffee is your Nanor. It's like, I can't live without that thing. I'm so attached to it, I can't. But maybe, maybe it's your motorbike. Maybe... It's that thing you're so attached to that you just can't live without. Maybe it's that one particular pillow that if you don't have that pillow, there ain't no sleep happening. Maybe it is uh, that, that designer handbag that you saved up for years to buy. Maybe it's that 
pair of shoes. I don't know what it is in your world. Can I tell you, uh, I have a nunnel, and, um, and it's this little thing here. And uh, so, so what this is, and this is me being very vulnerable with you, church. <clears throat> what this is, it's a little sleep eye mask with built-in Bluetooth speakers. I know, it's amazing. I know. I'll send the link to you later. It's a little, it's a little headband. So, so, I'll <laughs> this is, please, like, you've got your own stuff. I'm not judging you for it. Like, leave me be. So this, I wear this every single night. It's like an eye mask, but it's got little Bluetooth speakers, little flat ones in the sides. And, and so you can, like, I listen to audiobooks and podcasts and stuff while I drift off to sleep. I can't sleep without it. Like, I've had it so long now that it's like, if I go to bed and I can't find it, I'm having anxiety attacks. Like, I, I, if, if, if it's not charged up and, and I start to use it and, there's, and it's, there's no battery life in it, I'm like, I can't go to sleep. I'm going to plug it in for an hour and I'll just sit up for a while and, 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 and read it. It's a, it's, a, it's a one, you guys want to see it on? All right, be ready. Now just, now just think, how blessed is my wife <laughs> to roll over in bed in the morning and see this? <laughs> the things I do for you guys. I'm super attached to it. And you know, we're all attached to something, eh? We've all got that thing that we're a little bit attached to. And as I began this year and as I read that passage in John 18, where Jesus so clearly in conversation with Pilate says, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom, it's not of this world. And as I read that, God began to speak to me out of it and say, Steve, perhaps you're maybe still a little too attached to this world. And I'm asking, I'm calling you to build beyond because my kingdom is not of this world. Maybe there's some stuff in my life and my heart and Maybe there's some things that are still holding me to this world and not allowing me to build beyond into his kingdom and what he's calling me into. And, and I realize that too often my prayer is not, Jesus, come. It's, Lord, Jesus, don't come yet because I've got this dinner reservation tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to it. So if I could get that done before you come, that would be amazing. And if my prayer is something like that, then maybe I'm still a little too attached to this world and I believe God is calling us, church, to build beyond. 2024, let's build beyond because His kingdom is not of this world. And I want to explore three things this morning that I think attach us to this world and prevent us building beyond. And the first one, you're not ready for it, but here we go. The first one is wealth. I'm so sorry. We're just getting straight into it. Wealth. Wealth. Jesus said this. In uh, Matthew chapter 19, he says, I tell you this, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Hmm. So his kingdom is not of this world, and, and we're called to live in his kingdom. But money and wealth has this powerful attachment to it that stops us from entering into the kingdom of God. He's like, there is, there is this impossible scenario of a camel going through the eye of a needle. It's, it's outrageous 
it's ridiculous, but it's an illustration of impossibility. He's like, hey, it's, if you want to be part of the kingdom I'm building, then this money, rich money thing, it can't be part of your world. It can prevent you building beyond. Why? Why? The reason is this. Why? Because when you're wealthy or when you think wealth is the answer, then money is your savior. You're in trouble. I can save myself because I'm wealthy. I don't need to rely on supernatural provision because I'm my provider. I've provided. I've got enough or uh, I, I'm, we're, even if, we ha- if we're not wealthy, but we have the perception that wealth is the answer. Like I, I meet a lot of people who don't have a lot of money, but they think once I have money, then everything's right. So you think money's your savior. See, the wealthy find it very hard to step into the kingdom of God because they can save themselves. They are their own provider. Their, their money is their place of influence and power and, and their ability to go beyond themselves. And so why do they need the kingdom? Why do they need the power of the Holy Spirit? Why do they need the provision of a God who meets them and sustains them in every part of the world? Wealth has this powerful way of attaching us to this world. And I know I'm just diving straight in, but I love you. See, that's why in, in, in the Bible, from predating the Old Testament law, in the law and after the law, there is this biblical principle of the tithe. Now you've got to understand this. The tithe is giving the first one-tenth you have back to God. And what the tithe is, it's a detachment practice. Because money has a way of attaching you to this world, and God is not asking you to be part of this world. His kingdom is not of this world. So when you begin to understand the principle of the tithe, and you begin to give back into His kingdom, you're saying, money, I'm not attached. World, I'm not attached. And so it's this kingdom aligner in our lives, tithing. And if I struggle to tithe, perhaps it's an attachment issue. Perhaps it's an attachment issue. Money and wealth, get, don't get me wrong, are not bad things. Money and wealth are not bad things. Have all you want. Have all you like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. Money and wealth are not the problem. It's not a problem if you have it. The problem is, does it have you? Matthew 6, 24, it says this. Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. You'll hate one and love the other. You'll de- be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Money, it, it's an, here's the question. If God asked you to, could you give it away? If God asked you to, and perhaps he is, think about your money, think about your finances, think about your wealth. If God asked you to, would you give it away? Would you give it all away? Would you give a tenth away? Because if the answer is no, then maybe we're still too attached. And maybe God is calling us this year to build beyond. I remember when God started to teach me this lesson about building beyond and not being attached to money and wealth and I was, a, I was a youth pastor, we were newly married, and we were planning a, a, youth, a youth camp over summer. And I'd gone to Green Lane McDonald's to meet with some friends to plan this youth camp. And for some reason, I had $20, a $20 note in my wallet. Now, I am, if you want to rob somebody, don't rob me, because I never have cash. All you're going to get is a, like, a, 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 like a Costco card. That's all you're going to get from my wallet. 
I don't never carry cash. I can't, it's just, I've just never really have, I, probably because I just don't have any. But for this, <laughs> at this point in time, I had $20, a $20 note in my wallet. And um, I don't know where it came from, but I had it. So we were at this meeting, and I'm sitting there in McDonald's, uh, having a meeting with these two uh, other p- friends of mine. We're planning this youth camp, and across McDonald's, I see a guy who's clearly homeless. He is disheveled, he's dirty, he's just like ragged as, he looks absolutely awful, and he's sitting on his own, sipping on a cup of coffee. And I feel the Holy Spirit just say to me, Steve, give him your $20. Give him your $20. Now, this is, this is back in the day when $20 could actually fill your tank and go with gas. Oh, the good old days. Now $20 is like the minimum spend just to get a liter. So I'm like, so God says to me, I want you to give him the $20. So like a good Christian I am, I ignore God. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I come up with every reason why I, I shouldn't do that. And uh, I'm going through every scenario and going, Lord, no, look, I'm planning a youth camp for you, for your glory, for your kingdom. And uh, it's an important meeting and I, I need to be devoted to this conversation, not, not this person. And I just couldn't shake it. Like we're going on in the meeting like 10 minutes, 20 minutes later, I just couldn't shake it. So I had to say, guys, I'm so sorry. Can we stop the meeting? Because I need to go and do something. And so I get up, I go over to the man. I, I take the $20 out of my wallet and I say, excuse me, sir, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I'm a Christian, and I just feel like God asked me to give you this. And to my amazement, here's what happened. He goes, huh? I don't need your money. I've got heaps of money. And he proceeds to pull out the biggest wad of cash I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I've never seen a, a wad of money that big in my life. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. He goes, yeah, I just finished work. I just got paid. So I wander back to my chair in McDonald's, confused. And I'm so mad at God because I look like an absolute idiot. And now I have to explain to the two people I'm meeting with what just happened because they're confused. And I'm like, God, why would you ask me to do that? And you know what God said to me? I felt the Holy Spirit just say, I want to know if I say go and give, you will. He said that lesson was for you, not for him. That moment was for you and not for him. If God says give it, give it. When you're no longer attached to wealth, guess what? Generosity is easy. It doesn't have you anymore. It's not yours. Generosity is easy. Here's the second thing that can attach us. Possessions. Possessions. I know we've got plenty of parents in the room today. God bless you. We pray for you. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun journey. Um, but I don't know if your kids are like mine. Whenever I'm eating a meal, it's like I owe them a tax or a tithe of my food. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this. I'm sitting down to enjoy a meal or a drink, and it's like one-tenth belongs to them. It's come up. Dad, can I have a sip of your drink? Dad, can I have a little bit of your, your steak? Dad, Dad can, I ha- can I have one of your chi- Like, it's nonstop, constantly having to pay the toll. <laughs> but when I do it to them, you know what they say? That's mine! <laughs> Literally, on holiday, uh, one of my sons, I won't name them, but his, his name begins with an R. <laughs> he had a can of Coke. 
And I said, buddy, can I have a, can I have a sip of your Coke? And as I said that, I reached for it. And he goes, oh, that's mine. I was like, yours? You obviously paid for this with your non-existent money. <laughs> this is the actual conversation I had with him. That you earned from your non-existent job. And you withdrew from your non-existent bank account. I said, but by the grace of me, do you drink my Coke? <laughs> That's mine. We can get really possessive about our possessions, right? Really possessive about our possessions. Acts chapter 2 and 4, there's this, there's this practice that's going on in the early church where they, they're literally not seeing anything that they have as their own. They're selling what they have and giving to anyone in need. And Jesus says this in Matthew 6, verse 19. He says, don't lay up treasures for yourselves on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, I'm not saying don't have stuff. I'm not saying don't have nice stuff. Have nice things. Have nice stuff. Enjoy this life. Have the things you want to have. I'm not saying don't have them, but I'm just saying don't let them have you. Don't let them have you. Don't let possessions become a hindrance to obedience. Build beyond. Build beyond. Build beyond. I have this friend who I meet up with regularly for coffee, and he absolutely he loves Jesus, and he is so detached from stuff. Like he's... His life is so built beyond possessions that I had to stop complimenting him on things he had because he kept trying to give them to me. It was bizarre. We're sitting there having coffee. I'm like, man, nice glasses. He goes, they're yours. I'm like, I don't need, I'm just, oh man, nice shoes. What size are you? He's like taking, I'm like, just relax, just take a compliment. But he's so detached from stuff. It, is, it, is, it has no consequence to him. It's not, no bearing on him. Why? Because it's, it's not his. He's built beyond that. I, I want you to think about your favorite possession. Actually, I want you to think about any possession. All of your possessions. If God asked you to give it away or get rid of it, could you? Would you? If the answer is no, then perhaps we're still a little too attached. And God is calling us to build beyond. Build beyond. The last thing I want to explore today are our titles. Our titles. Uh, as a pastor, when I, when I meet people, they often ask me, what do we call you? Like, what's your title? What do we call you? And I'm like, it's really simple. It starts with an S and it ends in a Teve. Steve. If you want to be like some of my friends and they just jazz it up a little bit, they put an IE on the end. Stevie. Stevie. Or you'd be like my, uh, my, my friends I grew up with uh, from childhood. They call me Rev, like reverend. It's kind of like, it was started out as this kind of joking thing. Now it's quite endearing. They call me the Rev. Or like my teenage son has begun referring to me as bruh. <laughs> bruh. How many in the room originally from India? Where my Indians at? Don't be shy. I know. I know you're here. Come on. <laughs> My wife is dying on the front row here. I'm so sorry. Like I said, it could go either way today. 
over here, I'm bro. I was in India recently. You know what I am over there? They love a title. You guys love a title, you Indians. You love it. Over there, I, I saw my face on a poster with a title. You know what it was? The Reverend Dr. Stephen Green, Bishop of Elam. <laughs> Amazing. Could live with that. Bruh. You know what, friends, the, the, the truth is that there have been many, many men and women of God who have influenced my life and have carried a title. Pastors, prophets, doctors. But there's been countless others who have built the kingdom of God in me, and I couldn't even tell you their names. Team, you guys can join me. Let me take you back a few years. Let, let's go back to... New Year's Eve, 2000, 2001. Some of you were like, wasn't around. <laughs> I hear it was nice. New Year's Eve, 2000, 2001. I'm not walking with the Lord. I'm not a Christian. But I'm on a journey. I'm seeking Him. I'm looking for Him. I don't know I am, but I, but I am. So here's me, New Year's Eve, 2000, 2001. I'm walking along the boardwalk at Mount Monganui because we're heading to a party. I'm there with all my friends. I've been drinking and throwing stuff at the cops. Getting wild, getting loose. But I'm looking, searching. My heart is really open to God because I'm lost. So there's me, 18-year-old Steve, wandering the boardwalk of Mount Monganui Beach, heading to the party. And ahead of us, there's people everywhere. There's, there's loads of people. And ahead of me, there is a group of people playing music, cooking food, and talking to people. So, so as we wander up close to this group of people, um, there, a guy approaches me, and he's, he's a bit older than me. Not, not, not much, but he's a little bit older than me. He's got bare feet, dreadlocks, and he hands me a, a sausage that they've cooked on the barbecue. And you go, hey, bro, have this. I'm like, dude, I'll eat free food. And then he begins to tell me about Jesus. He begins to, like, share the gospel with me. And at that point in my journey, my heart is so open, I'm captivated. That this, this random person who doesn't know me, and I don't know, would just share food with me and have a conversation. He shares the gospel with me. He shares about the love of God. He tells me about Jesus and how he paid the debt for my sin. And I'm just so captivated by it that I wanted to stay there all night. But my friends dragged me away. It was a 15-minute conversation. That's all it was. Maybe not even that. But that conversation was a seed sown at just the right time, at just the right moment, that actually changed the course of my life. Because six weeks from that moment... I came into this church, and because of the seed and other seeds that were sown along the journey, I came in and I gave my life to Jesus right here at the front of this church. Can I tell you, church, I don't even know his name. I don't know his title. And the challenge is this, would I serve God still if no one knew my name? 
Would I serve God still and preach His gospel and reach the lost if I had no recognition and no accolade and no title and no one saying good job or thank you? Even if there was none of that. The question is, church, do I still need title, prominence, platform, recognition, prominence in order to serve God? Because if I do, maybe I'm still too attached. Maybe I'm still too attached. Am I okay to be a nobody for God in this kingdom in order to be a somebody for God in his kingdom? If I can't, if I'm... If I'm too attached to that title, then maybe I'm still too attached to this world. And God is calling me to build beyond, build beyond. Church, I want to challenge you this year, 2024, make this the year that we build beyond. Let's detach because his kingdom is not of this world. Can I pray for us? Let's bow our heads, church. I actually want to do something right now, and, and I'd, I'd love for your, um, for your participation in this. What I'd love to do right now is I want to pray for you if God is speaking to you right now about building beyond. Maybe there's some stuff that I've spoken about or other things that you realize, man, I'm still too attached to this world, and God is challenging you, stirring you, speaking to you about making this a year where you build beyond and here's what I want you to do. No one's looking around. Every eye's closed. Every, every head is bowed. And I want you to do something really brave. Uh, and I, what I want you to do is I want you to stand up right now because I want to pray for you. God's calling you to build beyond. Stand up right now. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Say, God, that's me. That's me. That's me. Maybe there's some stuff that you're still too attached to. Maybe, maybe God is calling you around those things I just spoke about, about wealth and positions and titles God's going, you need to lay that down and you need to build beyond. God, I thank you for every person standing. Thank you for every person who's at home, online, standing, saying, God, I'm committing my life today to build beyond. Lord, we thank you that your kingdom is not of this world. And Lord, the great joy and freedom we have is when we realize detaching from this world means attaching to something far greater and Father, I pray you bless them. Give them the courage to step and obey and follow you in every possible way. In Jesus' name. You guys can sit down. You guys can sit down. Thank you. Just while your eyes still closed and every head bowed. Father, I thank you for your grace. And I pray, help us, Lord, as a church, to build beyond. Help us to not be so attached to this world that we miss what you're building. Lord, help us to detach from our wealth, from our positions, from our titles, that we might be used mightily for you in your kingdom. Friends, I want to pray one more prayer. If you're here today in the room or you're watching online and you have never given your life to Jesus, maybe you are far from God today. Maybe you're like me in 2000, 2001. You're searching, you're lost, but you know God's calling you. Maybe you are here today and you have walked with the Lord before, but the honest truth is you've, you've fallen away. 
You're far from God. The truth is, friends, God loves you. God made you. God's got a great plan for your life. We all sin. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. And our sin, it separates us from God. And God in His grace sent His own Son Jesus to a cross. When He died on that cross, He paid the debt that you and I would do for our sin. And He conquered death in the grave. And He rose again to new life. And He extends to every single person today His free gift of grace. Forgiveness for all your wrongs. A brand new start. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. You get to walk into the plans that God has for you, and then there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. And if you're here today and you're not right with God, but you want to be, I want to invite you right now to pray a simple prayer with me. I'll pray this out loud. You pray it in your heart. I'm just leading you in this prayer. When you pray, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. Just say these words in your heart. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old way and I turn to you. I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life today. I surrender it to you. I ask you to make me brand new today. Be the Lord of my life. I ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.